Welcome to the house of horror. Welcome to the Mark Out Movie Podcast. I'm your host today, Aaron Whitlow. I'm rolling solo today. Brandon uh, wasn't able to make it, and my guest star was going to be the elite Randall Shane, a.k.a. Joey Smith, uh, a veteran of pro wrestling here in Bowling Green and an avid fan of um, Haunted Wing. He wasn't able to make it as well, but me and him is going to schedule some other stuff to do in the future. Uh, before I get into the review, I wanted to showcase what i got for the last horror pack so horror pack is a monthly subscription although i canceled it because yeah like i've never i'm not really getting good stuff so i'm like there's no need to really keep it but um i want to show you it's called night stalker never seen it can't can't even tell you that i want to see it honestly um second one is a three pack a triple feature it says um let me get it right so there's um scar a scare i don't know the terror trap and then this movie right here midnight uh, midnight movie is actually a good little low budget horror film if you like little low budget horror films that's kind of meta you'll really enjoy that that little movie and then this movie is a uh, horror pack limited edition blu-ray called why I have no idea what Y is. Uh, yeah, maybe one day. I'll check that out. But the movie that they did send me that I actually, absolutely enjoy, I watched it on Shudder. Uh, and I, I recommend if you like like just cheesy, crazy horror films, Psycho Gorman. It's actually pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that real quick. But, yeah, uh, today's episode is haunted, about Haunted Wing um i'm dedicating it to uh doug robertson who was the director of um of that film he passed away uh, a few years ago uh 
story. He uh, actually delivered my copy of Haunted Wing uh, to me. Uh, I ordered it uh, through Haunted Wing. Uh, I think it was HauntedWingMovie.com or something at the time. I, I ordered it through that. Um, this is actually a Haunted Wing shirt I also got, uh, you know, from him, uh, which is uh, it says film crew. So, uh, but yeah, um, he actually brought it to my house and, and hand delivered it to me. And it was just an awesome thing because uh, me and uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Randall, uh, Joey, um, was big fans of this movie. This, there's two films that we would often talk about that were just like on VHS and they were like little, like you found these movies, it's like a rarity. And it was Haunted Wing and then a movie called Grunt. Grunt is a pro wrestling film. And we both really enjoyed both of these films. But Haunted Wing, um, a little story. So every a lot of people think Halloween was filmed here in Bowling Green. And I understand why people would think that because John Carpenter, uh, who was originally from Carthage, New York, um, you know, four years old, moved here to Bowling Green. And uh, his father was a, a professor of, in, of music at uh, WKU. Uh, he lived here for most of his life. Um, so his films, especially Halloween, uh, the Fog, and if you could think of something that I'm not remembering, please let me know. Um, a lot of them was, uh, a lot of them had like street names and little nods to us here in Bowling Green. Um, and so, yes, like even the newest Halloween film, Halloween Kills, you hear them say, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, we're, they're checking Chestnut, uh, south of the bypass. You know, we know where that is here in our city. So this, you're going to hear names of the, of the, of our neighborhood, of our town. Uh, and so the urban legend, which is now I would say is urban legend here in Bowling Green is that Halloween was actually shot here in Bowling Green, but in reality, it really wasn't. Uh, it, they were filmed in, uh, the first Halloween film was filmed in Pasadena, um, and made to look like Illinois. So, uh, Haddonfield is a city in New Jersey. Deborah Hill is from Haddonfield, New Jersey. Uh, but they wanted it, so they took the name Haddonfield and, and placed it in Illinois because they wanted to be like middle America, not so much in like LA. You know, feel like in middle America, anything can happen, right? It, it's happening here. It's, it's the scariest thing, right? So, um, but John included a lot of Bowling Green names for, uh, for Haddonfield, Illinois, the fictitious Haddonfield, Illinois including Smith's Grove, uh, you know, you hear Russellville, you hear, uh, I think, Lost River somewhere, um, and you hear, uh, you know, um, I think Elrod um, is, you know, named probably at the Elrod Road. Um, uh, Phelps Garage, uh, my buddy uh, told me that uh, that was named at, at the a garage that his family's, within his family's history, that was on Gordon Avenue. So it's pretty awesome to, to find that out. But um, yeah, Bowling Green was technically uh, just he he used a lot of names. But in the case of Doug Robertson, he actually shot a film. Uh, he he thought about initially shooting in L.A. Uh, he want he didn't know if he wanted to uh, uh, you know what type of film he wanted to make. He wanted to make a 
quick, low-budget film that uh, that could, you know, that was profitable. So uh, horror movies is uh, always low-budget to make. And so Doug Robertson uh, uh, got with Corey Lash. Uh, Corey Lash uh, at one point was a professor here at WKU. Uh, he was he was actually my professor at one point. Um, got with him, and they, um, you know, came up with, I guess, the concept of Haunted Wing. Uh, it was written by uh, Doug and directed by Doug. Uh, Corey, uh, Corey Lash was also the DP on this movie. And also, uh, uh, Steve White uh, had a major hand in this in the production of it. He was also a professor of mine. Also in the film, Bart White is in this movie. He is also he was also a professor at WKU. Wasn't my personal professor, but uh, he showed up in a in a student project while we were while I was at WKU, and so it's always a pleasure seeing him in anything. Uh, but yeah, I got a comment. I'm gonna see what the comment is. Bilfer, a solo dolo. Where's Brandon? Brandon uh, wasn't able to make it, but uh, but he'll be back next week. Uh, so yeah, we're doing uh, Haunted Wing, and uh, let's take uh, let's go ahead and bring the poster up for Haunted Wing. So let me give you a little bit of a, a synopsis. All right, so 20 years prior, uh, a guy named Eddie Berber, um, who uh, worked at a he was a kid that worked at his family's haunted house attraction, um, kills uh, kills a a kid, a girl in inside the haunted house attraction. The mom flees with Eddie and moves somewhere in the wilderness. Uh, 20 years uh, from that point, his mom dies. Eddie decides to come back home. At the same same time, there's a, a, a local fraternity called uh, uh, the Sigmas that um, are uh, that are in dire need of you know dues in order to stay a um, fraternity and so uh eddie uh decides to allow them to he does he he doesn't say that i'm eddie berber but he he decides to let them use the house in order for them for him to actually kill them inside the house um so that's pretty much the synopsis of uh haunted ween um starring uh Brian Blakely as Kurt, uh, Blake uh, Blake Pickett as Mel, Brad Hanks as Hanks. He was pretty to me hilarious in this film. Leslie Lacey as Sally, Ethan Adler as Big Eddie Barber, uh, and there's a lot of people. Tim Hubbard. Uh, a lot of these people are literally Bowling Green natives. Uh, the sheriff is Bart White, um, and uh, you know it's just. It's just it was a fun little movie. Uh, let me see if I have any comments on the Facebook page. I want to make sure I include people. All right, so yeah, all right. So my cousin um, uh, Devon says, uh, "You better not say my name wrong." I say, I make sure I didn't say it wrong. What's up, y'all? Just here to show y'all some love. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that's the comment that I have so far. Hey, another one. Uh, my uncle Glenn, uh, you are doing a great. Uh, you're doing great. Uh, see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Unc. That's my uncle. Um, uh, he is. Uh, he's a veteran. He's an awesome guy. He actually a lot of my influence in music, like knowing music, came from him. He actually, uh, you know, 
like would challenge me to even when I listen to hip hop, um, he'll say, well, he made me realize that a lot of hip hop sampled other stuff and introduced me to the original stuff, introduced me to like the Earth, Wind and Fires and the, you know, uh, and Curtis, uh, Curtis Mayfield, uh, uh, you know, and people like that. He really, uh, really uh, funkadelic. He introduced me to these people and showed me that a lot of samples that I'm hearing in songs and music came from those people and even back like even you know some old blues uh in, influences too so yeah um but yeah so this film um doug robertson uh uh he actually showed up in this film uh as uh uh two two places i really noticed he's in there a lot more but there's two places i noticed one at the very beginning at, at the very beginning of the frat party which was shot at the Sigma, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this fraternity. Uh, I think it's Sigma, Sigma Epsilon. Something. I don't know fraternities, uh, but it's shot here in Bowling Green. Whatever house burnt down and like have a big lion in front of it. That's the house that it was initially shot, that um, this film was shot at one point. Now the uh, house, the actual uh Berber House is located, uh, uh, I, I want to say it was towards Scottsville. I might be wrong. Um, but, uh, or Plano or something. It's some weird place, right? Uh, not weird place. Not weird for y'all. I'm sorry. But it's not placed here. But the interiors was done on, was done on a set, which I didn't even know that, which I give, a, I give hats off to, uh, uh, you know, hats off to Doug. Corey, uh, Steve, and a uh, host of others that had a hand in that because I never knew that the uh, interior of the uh, like the haunted house was done on the set. I always I always thought it was done inside of the house. The only interior shot inside the house is when they initially get get to the house and are standing in the foyer. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. I thought that was really cool. I, I watched the um, I watched the commentary yesterday, just to kind of get a a feel for what what the what what it was like to shoot the film. Um, they had a lot of um, RC products on set because RC was a sponsor. Uh, also, uh, uh, there's some pizza sponsors, some radio station sponsors. Uh, let me make sure that's straightened up. There we go. Uh, there's some radio station sponsors as well. Um, man, my uh, it's not focusing. That's okay. Uh, I could be blurry, but uh, yeah. So I thought it was uh, that was pretty cool uh, aspect of it. But like I said, a lot of the people that's in this movie were local. So a lot of the names that you hear, uh, like even I think uh, Brian Blakely, who is now a uh, anchorman. Um, I want to say he's in, in Tennessee or somewhere in Nashville. Uh, I might be wrong with that either as well. But he played Kurt. He uh, was a student at WKU. Um, now uh, Blake uh, Pickett, uh, she did more more things and uh, you know had a little run in in, in B films. Uh, Brad Hanks. Uh, this is the only film I believe they did, uh, and he went on to be a lawyer in Louisville. Um, 
he was absolutely hilarious, man. I really enjoyed him in this film. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what Devon says. Let me get it right. Oh, Medusa says, I'm learning a lot. Thank you, Medusa. Uh, so when uh, so when can family be a guest? But now, really, I like the show, though. Thank you. Yeah, if you maybe a movie that you can uh, we can do together, uh, Devon would probably be like, uh, I don't know, what do you, you like? You're into that marijuana, so I don't know, probably like you know, Friday or something like that. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. Like how high? I don't know. Uh, up in spokes, smokes. Uh, I'm just throwing some some stuff out there. If it if it grabs your attention, let me know. But yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So uh, there's a part in this movie that uh, was sh- like that you can see to- totally was shot at WKU uh, at the old I think what was considered the old football stadium. I'm not sure what that part is. It looks like a coliseum. It's on the campus. Uh, and then you can also see over at, um, oh man, why am I forgetting the name of the library on campus? Um, I spent many a nights at that library. Anybody remember the name of the library at WKU? Please let me know because I'm totally blanking uh, on that, on the name of that library. It's, um, uh man and one of the guys that's named on the on the building actually was a professor of mine uh, he taught he, he taught uh, meteorology uh meteorology uh when i had to take that course uh for like a you know whatever it was but yeah he was pretty cool um he was a pretty cool dude man uh but yeah i don't remember the name of that if you if anybody knows holler at a brother and let me know all right um Moving on. So uh, Eddie Berber. All right. So the beginning of the movie starts with uh, this was shot between 89 and was released in 91. So it took, you know, some time for everything to formulate. Um, Eddie Berber, it starts as him as a kid, uh, man in the gates of, of the haunted, the haunted house that he's, uh, uh, you know, has. If anybody wants to see the film as well um unfortunately like i said doug passed so you can't really buy copies unless you like buy them online somewhere but cheat code uh the uh cheat code guys you can watch it on youtube it's, it's uh, so far right now it's free online on youtube just search haunted wing also there's the, the documentary haunted wing documentary the, the making of which is really interesting um and it made me uh respect the movie even more and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it here in a moment but starting off eddie young eddie is man in the gates at the uh, berber house haunted house attraction a um, couple of people were coming in uh you see uh some sigmas which was well played so the sigmas come up um Say, hey Eddie, how you doing? I hope you get a new mask. Blah blah blah. Hey Eddie, you remember the the secret handshake? Yeah, he does. He's like, oh, that's why I said, yeah, don't tell nobody. You know, remember it's a secret. And then like, one of them's like, yeah, I hope you can buy you a new mask one day, Eddie. Ha ha ha. And so he goes in. And so um, after that, you see this uh uh the the this one girl pop up, 
who uh, he has, I don't know, he was like, he had a, like an infatuation with. It reminds me, honestly, of um, Michael's infatuation, which has now been uh, retconned with Laurie Strode. Um, that's what it reminded me of. So he had some type of infatuation uh, or fascination, rather, with this girl. And so he, uh, you know, at the Bart, uh, uh, Bart White pops up as the sheriff, you know, he closes, the, he closes up the gate and goes into the house, uh, recanting, welcome to the house of horror. Oh, again, I'll play it for those that are just tuning in. I'm going to play a little bit of it so you can see what I'm talking about. Welcome to the house of horror. So this song was uh, made by Ernie Raymer, who I, I talked about him before. The show. All right, uh, so I want to play a little quick little. I couldn't, uh, so we couldn't watch party. Yeah, we should definitely do a watch party. I should have did it, but it, the movie has nudity, man, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put that on you. I'm not gonna put that on Facebook and stuff. No, I ain't trying to have Mark Zimmerman or whatever that guy's name is coming after me. Uh, I don't know the guy's name. It's not that important to me. Anyway, um, so, all right, so Eddie keeps saying that welcome to the house of horror, and he sneaks in, and then like the little girl's lost from her parents, uh, her mom rather, and uh, and she's like, "Do you know the way out?" And so he's like, "Follow me." Like he motions to her to follow her, uh, follow him. So they get to this room, and uh, he. Start screaming at her and chasing her around the room. She's running from him, running from him, screaming, mommy, mommy, help me, mommy, help me. She's running. And she literally jumps back and impels herself on a piece of uh, wood. Uh, I don't know why she decided to do that, but she did it. And uh, and uh, the effect is her, uh, like, spewing blood from her mouth, and um, which in itself is like, oh, it was an accident. Uh, but then, like, Eddie was like, you know what? Damage is done. Let me go ahead and take this machete and whack her. And, yeah, so, uh, and uh, he he flees. His mom grabs him and takes him somewhere in, actually, Tennessee, in a cabin in Tennessee, which was owned by Doug's family. That's where they shot that the cabin scene. Um, now, we skip forward uh, 20 years later. Doug's mom says, Doug, come with the firewood already. And she has a heart attack and dies. Now, I want to talk about this shot. Uh, and I didn't really appreciate this shot until I watched the making of video, uh, making of documentary, which I really now appreciate this shot. So Corey Lash, Doug Robertson, and the rest of the crew um, had, uh, they built a, a track, a dolly track, and it was a dolly shot. Uh, with starting from, uh, they had it looks like they had two cameras to shoot at this at this one scene. That's what it appears to me because they cut from um, Doug, not Doug, but Ernie, uh, the, um, Eddie 
dropping the dropping the wood and uh walking up the walking up to the steps going up the steps and stopping right where his mom was laying you know and so the shot flows perfectly so you see him they follow his feet pop uh, walking up uh he drops the wood uh and then the it dollies and then dollies up to uh you know right where he finds his mom it's a really great it's one of the greatest dolly shots in this film uh, the, another great shot will come later on i'll try to discuss that when it when it happens um but yeah he his mom dies um and so he screams and says we gotta go home now and so that's my dog that's what, what you're hearing that um but yeah good little shot let me see comments bilver and you've been gone too long bilford come back i'm glad you're back ceo is named zuckerborg uh yeah, yeah he might he might get me anyway um so all right um at the same time as he's coming back home to the uh, fictitious town of ragasus kentucky which is wku <laughs> which is western or uh, bowling green um he comes back uh home but at the same time the sigma fraternity is having issues with money uh and uh they're at a party you see doug pop up as a guy as a girl that says you never take me uh you never show me around or take me somewhere and doug <laughs> takes her and um spins her around and says hey i took you somewhere i said i showed you around or something and she's like, oh, you do, you always do nice things for me. She's like drunk. So, also, looking at this film, I hope you re realize that this movie is a horror comedy. It's not to be taken serious. So, if you watch the film, don't go in there expecting it to be Halloween. It's haunted wing. It is, it is a bit slapsticky. It's a, it's, it's very, uh, got some tongue-in-cheek moments, some you know, it's it's supposed to be taken uh, uh, in a comedic tone, and 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 you know, and that's what it it set up is is like a teen sex comedy at some points. You know, uh, you know, within that time frame, like what well, we had that uh, you know um, <laughs> uh, last resort or whatever it was uh, with uh, Johnny Depp at, at that time before Johnny Depp was really famous. Uh, you know those little movies like that, like uh, the Last American American Virgin, uh, Porky's things like that. It's what it kind of sets up like as well, but uh, it is a a, a horror film, uh, but it is a comedic horror, a comedy horror, uh, comedic horror, dark horror, dark horror. I never left. I changed my name, but I'm not changing it anymore. Oh, oh, okay. So he was. Let's go, Brandon. Put okay, okay. I don't know about Alec. Well, okay, I didn't know what your name. I'm glad to see that you're back with your right name, your, your government name, I guess. I don't know. All right, uh, let's see if I got some more comments. De uh, I'm not going to give you a government name, Devon. <laughs> uh, Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, to be real, all we movies are basketball, football, or horror movies. Hood movies, let me know. I got you. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Medusa says half bait, which yeah, half bait is is hilarious. Maui, wowie, everybody knows. It. Come on, you gotta know half bait, right? But anyway, all right. So the guys at the fraternity, 
uh, is having money issues. And so they decide they got to have some type of fundraiser. Um, but at the same time, another side um, thing going on is uh, Kurt and uh, his girlfriend, Mel, is having uh, relational issues. And uh, she, he's not spending time with her, I guess, I, something like that. And so, you know, every time he goes to spend time with her, it always involves the fraternity. And she kind of gets tired of that. And it, it, it's that's not really a huge plot device thing in here. It's really, it's, it really amounts to not much. But um, the main plot that you got to focus on is the fact that Eddie Berber comes home and he wants to kill. But he not only wants to kill, but he wants to entertain. So, and and it's very voyeuristic in a sense of um, the idea. So the movie was initially called The Kill Room. The working title was The Kill Room. Uh, but Haunted Wing, as Doug would say in the commentary, uh, they wanted to try to, um, you know, pull some type of resources from Halloween. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's why it's called Haunted Wing is it, it's it's a made up thing. It's not a real thing. Halloween in itself is like a made up holiday. Not Halloween is Halloween. So, uh, but yeah, it was initially called the Kill Room, which um, uh, Corey Lash once told me, "Hey, you should make a, you should take that title Kill Room and do something with it," uh, which I never did. I'm sorry, Corey. I'm very lazy when it comes to stuff like that. But um, anyway, man. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, his him and his girlfriend uh from the beach uh, from the lake uh go to the berber house that and and stop there now this is the next really good dolly shot of them walking up to the house um and it was really well done uh actually um let's see uh i want to say bentley uh tittle uh, I might be wrong. Uh, actually, worked as a a, a grip uh, uh, on, on this on this shot. Um, somebody, I, I forget his name. Uh, and I apologize for for forgetting his name. But yeah, he worked as a grip on this on this scene there. Um, which it, it was, you know, like I said, really good dolly shot. Um, let's get to the kills. All right. So they decide to go ahead and use this house. They get the key from Eddie. Uh, Eddie doesn't tell them that um, Eddie. Now, the earlier when we was talking about that Sigma shake comes back into when Eddie comes to the house because uh, it's having like a, a Hellraiser, a fun Hellraiser fundraiser. Um, and uh, Eddie comes up and instead of, you know, giving the money, says, hey, the old Berber house would be good for a haunted house. Why don't you all use it? And then uh, he's like, well, who are you? He's like, I'm a Sigma brother just like you. And he tells him to do the Sigma shake. And he does it. He does it. And he succeeds with it. And so he gives him the key and says, good luck, brother, and walks off. And uh, Hanks is like, hey, we got a house to use for the haunted house. I can't do his voice. It's like a exaggerated Kentucky accent. Um, but yeah. 
So they get the house uh, and they they have this uh, montage of them <laughs> cleaning the house and straightening the house up. Um, one thing that happens in this little montage, if you watch the movie, you'll notice it. Doug Robertson is being attacked by bees. So there is a scene where he's like you see him running, swatting at his face because bees are attacking him. Uh, he's uh, and he's like and he's like you know, they're trying to get him off of him and stuff. But it was real. That really happened. Um, and so and also uh, from the commentary with Doug and Corey, it appears as if they allowed a lot of the people that were extras or whatever to come up with their own things to do to kind of fill the montage of them cleaning and getting the house together, uh, which is pretty cool that the director and the, and, uh, and everyone listened to uh, the talent, you know, and uh, extras and, and allowed them to put some creative uh, ideas into the movie. And it seems like everyone actually had a good time with the film. Yeah. Uh, there were, it, uh, from what, from a source, uh, I was told that the there was good and bad that happened on the on the shoot. Uh, they got rained out at one point, uh, and uh, you know, so there was some good and bad that happened on the shoot. But absolutely, I think it's great that they even that they did it. And it looks like uh, to me, it looks like they had fun making the film. Um, the first kill that we experienced um, in the film is a guy named Ferris and his girlfriend who goes to Skinny Dip as he's watching her walking skinny, scantily clad, if not clad at all, into the water. He's like sitting there like, yeah, this, this looks re really great. Like He had this like, douchey look on his face. Anyway, anyway uh, dude, uh, Eddie grabs him and like, yeah, yeets him. You're like, you know, <laughs> It reminded me of the scene in uh, Head of State when uh, whenever uh, Robin Givens pop up and they like grab her and escort her out and they make that noise. That's what it reminded me of. But yeah, so uh, and then like he puts him to a tree and does the whole Michael Myers raise and uh, stabs him, but stabs him in the throat and impels him. The difference between that and what Michael did in Halloween is I think that you could Possibly impale someone by stabbing them in the throat. That looks like that. Where Michael stabbing wherever he stabbed Billy or Bobby or whatever the guy's name um, uh, doesn't look like it would really stick. I'm just saying. And I love Halloween, but that's a criticism. Anyway, so he he impales dude on the tree with, with the blood and everything, and it looks pretty good. Decent kill. And then, like the girl that's in the water, he sneaks behind her in the water, a la, a la Jason Voorhees, uh, and twists her neck around with a prosthetic. They made a fake uh, prosthetic uh, that looked like neck that's kind of twisted uh, and broken, and it looked pretty good. Uh, now you can tell, obviously, that it was the prosthetic, and she just. You know, uh, the way it was cut together, you could tell she's just moving like that, but the prosthetic is showing, like, all bubbly. It was okay. It wasn't the best. It, was, it wasn't It was the worst effect in this movie, but it wasn't also the best one, uh, uh, in my opinion. Um, and I'm going to get to what I think is the best. So, um, 
they nobody knows that they're missing the well they don't realize that they're missing they think well these kids just run away anyway so the night of the big halloween party the haunted house attractions there's people that are coming in coming in and there's people that have like rooms set up you know to scare but then there's a hidden room that's through a door and there's eddie's room in the back of the house essentially and eddie has created a kill room and so the people uh the patrons uh come through and they see the room and they think oh well this looks so real but in reality he is really killing people so he kidnaps uh like two or three people um you know and uh and he's wearing them he, he wears different masks which is pretty cool in this movie you see this mask uh at the top of the screen here that's one of the masks uh that's the you know but that's not the main mask he wears like several different masks in this movie even a wolfman mask but uh yeah uh this mask here but yeah anyway People come to the room and they're like, oh, wow, it looks so real. And people and the people that are there is screaming, this is real. He's really killing us. Help us, help us. He's really killing us. And uh, people's like, yeah, kill him. Yay. You know, um, and I think that it can be a commentary. And it was and it was done prior, like in 89, you know, and came out in 91. This is it's predates. Uh, reality tv it predates uh like uh the our desire to like see violence uh like if you think about like ufc we love watching another person get pummeled um and i'm not speaking any criticism to uh mixed martial arts or anything like that but i'm just uh make giving you commentary that we love to see people get pummeled and and honestly and then you have uh uh horror films that deal with uh like found footage type of films like um when i was 19 or 20 or so you know we had uh, uh blair witch was the big one for us before that was uh 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 cannibal uh was it Hannibal Holocaust, I think it was called. I've never seen that film. Uh, I, I don't know if I have the stomach to watch that film. Um, it, but so we we really enjoyed that reality, that found footage type of films. And there was a big stuff with paranormal activity and things like that that kind of ushered us into where we're at now with like the VHS series and things like that. So um, we like to see you know so part there's a part of us that enjoys the uh like oh yeah it looks so real you know and now if you look at our horror films you know there's things that look so real and it makes even even though i we know it's makeup we know it's effects but it looks so real and it makes us squirm and and and, uh cover our eyes I, i think back to the fly david cronenberg's fly um watching that film is so hard to watch for me because like when he's pulling his fingernail off and things i'm like you know because i i i can i can i believe that would be painful uh but my point is this is that we live in a society that it's easy to watch uh what it, it, we live in a society that's believable 
it's believable that we could in fact watch people killed and be entertained by it and i'm going to give you a case in point all right so uh there was this uh movie that came out for those i don't know if a lot of people have seen it uh what is the name of uh yeah medusa watch it i, I hope you like it um i think it's called series series eight series seven uh movie let me see yeah it's uh all right so there's a movie that came out back in 2001 is and it's and it's made to be like a tv show uh like like you know like almost like a la the office type of stuff like following you with a camera it's called series seven the contenders it's a really good movie all right so the movie follows a group of contenders or contestants that uh have to hunt one another and kill them in order to, to kill each other in order to win a prize or something i forget what the prize was now i haven't seen the movie since like 2001 2002 all right but yeah it's very it's like that uh now obviously we have for a bigger scale scale uh we have uh squid game on netflix uh that is a film where uh, that's a show where contestants compete against each other in childlike games uh, i'm sorry if i'm spoiling it for anyone it's enough memes now it's probably spoiled for you <laughs> so um in childlike games in order to you know win money and uh and people watch it and there's a group of people that watch it and are entertained by it and my point is this that it is it is a real it is a very real uh commentary on us as a people that we we can we can watch a film that uh, or watch something and think man this looks real and then also not only that call for more real call for more violence in it like there's a scene in this movie in Halloween where this guy's like uh this guy's like hang him let him hang yeah hang him you know and uh and he's screaming hang him also uh in this scene right here where you're seeing people walk through the house you're gonna see uh corey lash you're gonna see steve white uh i think that's who you see in the in the in that shot so look for those uh, i know you don't know these people steve white is probably uh the best one of my favorite professors i ever had at wku hands down the guy uh taught me everything i know about production uh not only like not only becom like broadcast communication production like tv production but also film production and and that's why i went to wku at that time frame because that was the closest thing that they had to a film major um they didn't have a film major or a film minor at that point they had becom and and they treated it steve and others treated it uh um as a um type of uh film major so to speak and so uh later on ronda mars came up there who's an excellent professor up there as well bart white uh um uh there's so many other people uh i forget i forget most of their names jenny cherry was up there uh but yeah janine jerry i think is the name but yeah 
it was fun, man. I'm thankful for my time at on, on the Hill at WKU. I'm thankful for Ted Hovitt, uh, who taught me film film as far as like to be a critic, to look at film in a different uh I mindset mindset, you know, to look at it and analytically. And so I, I thank him for introducing me to um you know, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front and several different little films that uh, that are now considered some of my favorite films of all time. And it came from my time at WKU. And that's why I love this movie, because it encapsulates WKU. Uh, and I love it uh, in, in, in that aspect of it. So uh, there's a guy, like I said, that says, let him hang. You know, there's people calling for blood and death and stuff. And he like, Bats off a person's head, which is another another not really good effect. Uh, the head. I think that if I was to reshoot, it, if I was to shoot it, I would have instead of having the head come off, which is unrealistic. I would then have uh, when the back connects with the person's head skull, uh, have it impacted in a way that uh, you know you can hear the almost like a the knock sound. Um, and and sound is so important in film. Sound is so so important in film. The movie Casino, uh, one of the worst scenes, not worse as in like like it's terrible, but worse as in like, oh goodness, like makes me cringe, is when uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character is uh, and his brother, I believe, is being bit beaten with aluminum bats, and you can hear the pings, the ping noises. Oh man, it just does something to me. One of the best sound effects, as I said before on the show, is Back to the Future when Marty's head hits the concrete, and when he when he pushes uh, uh, his dad out of the out of the way of being hit by uh, Lorraine's dad, and, and the way his hands his head sounds the foley the foley noise uh, of the foley noise rather of, of his head hitting the concrete. Just like makes you like cringe because you're like ah oh, that that sounded like it hurts you know, um, so sound is so important and that's what I would have done differently with this scene is uh, instead of when he hits him and knocks his head off that he uh, uh, that you uh, see it uh, let me see if I can as I'm talking about it I'm gonna just see if I can possibly just pull it up but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a scene that just really just doesn't really work the way that I, I think they want it to work. Um, let's see, Halloween. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. I know you're like, what? This is boring, guys. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I do want to. I'm talking about it. Makes sense to show you. Um, if I could find the act. So whenever you're scrolling and looking for it, uh, you have to keep going. Uh, the movie, the actual movie is, uh, let's see. Um, if I cannot, why is it that I'm not able to find it now? Um, movie. So the actual movie, whenever you search Halloween movie, it is, uh, an hour and 25 minutes and 11 seconds. So that's the way you know that it's the movie. Um, all right, here we go. 
All right. Um, I'm going to show it to you real quick. Share my screen. Share screen. Um, all right. Uh, window. Chrome. Yep, here we go. So, man, it looks so real. Yeah, see, it, can't, it looks so real. So, this one of the girls that he kidnapped, uh, Ray grabbed her and was like, by the crap. It was so weird. You'll see it whenever you watch it. Which, uh, which is horrifying. It's horrifying to have someone like, it looks so real. It looks so real to have someone be like, this is real and people are like yay like and not helping you uh um it, it reminds me of um of a, a crime case which i'm gonna um mention i'm gonna pull it up all right so look at this Now, this is the scene I'm talking about. He puts that up. He changes mask. And now, reveals like a baseball scoreboard. So watch him put the he put the ball in his mouth, which that looks terrible too. But it's a horror com comedy. Very Negan like. But Negan and Bob White, I know. Don't at me, guys. So this is the scene I'm talking about. It looks terrible, and I hope y'all laugh at this because it looks so bad. Strike one. <laughs> Skip. see that looks pretty terrible oh, okay uh, medusa says cannibal holocaust was gory and disgusting yeah i've never watched it uh if it's something that uh 
you think I should watch uh, that we should watch on the podcast, please let me know. And, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll take that request Medusa, but yeah. So that looked pretty bad, but yeah, the movie has some really good kills. I'm not going to give them all because I do want people to watch Doug's work. Uh, I'm sorry that you're not able to buy the uh, movie now. Um, honestly, but yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say real quick. It reminds me, so people like cheering or doing nothing to help the person that's screaming for help. Um, in psychology, Quentin Hollis taught this in, at WKU, social loafing. Social loafing is when a group of people, uh, since like nobody does anything because the, somebody expects somebody to do something, but nobody wants to be that person to do it. So it's social, it creates social loafing. Uh, the prime example, a case in this is Kenny, uh, Kitty Genovese. Uh, I might be pronouncing the name wrong, but Kitty Genovese was a lady uh, who lived, uh, I, uh, I want to say somewhere in, in New York. I might be wrong. Um, yeah, in New York. Uh, uh, she uh, lived in uh, Kew Gardens, New York. Uh, New York, New York, but she died. So she was um, assaulted, uh, raped, assaulted, uh, like stabbed, and was screaming for help the whole time. And uh, people in this housing uh, apartment, everyone heard her cries for help. Some people even seen it happening, but no one did anything. Um, it's a horrible they made they made a movie about it, but I learned this in, in psychology when I was in, in college. Uh, but yeah, they did a movie on it. But yeah, it's just a terrible uh, idea that you can scream for help and no one would help you. Uh, that's one of the it, one of the scariest moments in Halloween, the original Halloween, is when uh, Lori is screaming for help, and the lady and the person that lives at the house turns on the light. And, and, and acknowledges her existence and cuts the light off and 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 ignores her. That's creepy. That is scary. And that can really happen because we don't trust. We have trust issues. We live in a society that's hard to trust. Movies like Stra uh, uh, Strangers don't make it easy easier to trust people. Uh, so if it, it can, if we live in a society where that can truly happen. Uh, so. Yeah, so the idea that people can be getting murdered in an amusement uh, type of situation and no one does anything is is actually something that we can, I can see happening. Now, another scenario to think, think about is uh, Hellfest and movies like that uh, where uh, the person is like being hunted and the people like, well, killer, blah, 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 you know, and, and somebody really dies and they don't realize that they're really being hunted. Um, it's crazy. But this movie did it first, did it better, in my opinion. All right, let me go ahead and give you my marks for this film. Um, Halloween, unfortunately, like I said, I don't know of any place where you can currently purchase it. Uh, unfortunately, Doug himself handled the distribution, but he passed away. Uh, uh, Doug, uh, I want to say he died in 2018. Uh, let me see. Um, uh, uh, 2020. Uh, yeah, he died uh, in 
2020. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm thankful that I got to meet the guy. Uh, and I've always, this movie has always been, uh, uh, this film has always been something that I really wanted to search for. Like me and my buddy, always like Joey, always wanted to find the house, find the Berber house. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and I felt when me and uh, Carrington was making a uh, paintball, uh, I kind of felt, uh, I knew, I kind of had that feeling of we're making something that we think is special, even though people might not like our film that we made. We liked it. We loved it. Uh, it it's also found, if you want to see that film, you can find it on uh, the Mark Out Movie Podcast YouTube page. It's on there. Uh, watch it. Like, like, share, and subscribe to us, by the way. Um, this film is a cheesy, uh, dark comedy, uh, horror comedy that I think is enjoyable. And I hope that you, anybody watch it and will enjoy it. Like I said, unfortunately, um, uh, you can't really, um, buy it. Like there's, they don't, you can like, uh, let's see, shopping. Uh, let's see. Like for instance, a DVD copy of it, a sealed DVD with bonus, uh, is seventy dollars on eBay. The original script, which is pretty cool, if I, I would love to own this, but I'm not paying eight hundred and seventy-five dollars for the original script for Haunted Wing. Corey Lash, if you're listening to this, Steve White, if you're listening to this, if you have the script. Just help a brother out and give me the script. I would cherish it. I would literally cherish it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so if you have the script, just give it to me. Uh, but yeah, let me go ahead and give you my marks for this film. I give this movie uh, three and a half mark outs out of five. I enjoy it. I think that it's fun. Uh, it's uh, entertaining. Uh, and it's... Uh, and it's just country, and it's Bowling Green. It's so Bowling Green without literally having the name Bowling Green in it. But it's you look at it, you can see film locations. And I plan on doing a film location uh, video where I go and go and find where they where they shot stuff at to do uh, to compare what what it looked like in the film compared to what it does now. I plan on doing that. I also want to do a Halloween video uh, where where I show you the names and the places that was inspired about names and places that you've seen in the movie Halloween. But yeah, uh, if y'all want to see that video, please like, share, and subscribe and let me know, comment. Uh, but yeah, Brandon will be back next week. We're going to be doing Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, and then the week after that, we're going to do House Party, um, which I'm going to I'm gonna take Brandon to the hood and let him see a hood movie. In the meantime and in between time, I'm Aaron Whitlow. I got a comment. Uh, thank you, Bilfer. Thank you for thank you for supporting us, man. I really I really do appreciate that. Also, we're gonna try to get a Patreon set up. Um, you know, I, I'm still trying to learn the mechanics of everything. Also, we have content at Anchor that you can subscribe for like five dollars a month and see exclusive a list to exclusive uh, stuff there. I'm going to also try to do that on uh, Patreon as well. But we thank you. I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening. I hope you learned something today. Yes, go to YouTube and look up Haunted Wayne. I'm going to try to link uh, 
I don't know how to link it. I ain't gonna do it. So just go to YouTube, look up Haunted Wayne uh, movie, and uh, you'll find the movie. You can watch it, and there's also the documentary on there. Um, rest in peace, Doug Robertson. I thank you for your vision. I thank you for your time and what you did for the film of Haunted Wayne, what you did for the city of Bowling Green and surrounding uh, counties and towns. I thank you uh, for Corey Lash for being the DP on this film. I thank you, Steve White, uh, for uh, what you did as well. I want to also shout out um, uh, as well, uh, let's see, um, Ernie Raymer. I know him as Ernie Raymer, Ernest Raymer for the, for the music. Uh, Steve Probus as a production uh, designer. Uh, Joel Green, makeup department. Uh, Joanne Ryan, production management, uh, and the uh, setting second unit uh, director and assistant director, Corey Lash, Linda Meyer, and Bart White also worked as an AD on this film. Uh, Jim Kenny, David Phillips, Steve Probus, like I said before, and so many other people. It's, they have an IMDb page. You can see everybody that's in the film that worked on the film. I'm giving a shout out to all of you. I want to, because, you know, I see people, uh, real quick, I see people talk about this movie on YouTube. There's so many different reviews on YouTube, but nobody really pays the film respect. And I want to pay it respect. I want to pay Doug Robertson respect. I want to pay Corey Lash respect and Steve White respect. Steve is the man. One of my favorite professors ever at WKU. He's retired. I hope he enjoys that. Uh, thank everybody for what you did for this film. And uh, and I just I want to show you love. And I wish that other people can buy it. Unfortunately, you're not able to. But you can still view it on YouTube. As long as somebody keeps it up, you should be able to see it. Thank you for watching us here at the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Thank you for marking out with us.